The Greek word for
that if we're to be known to be saved by the washing of the generation and the renewing of the Holy Ghost, which is shed on us abundantly in Jesus Christ, our Savior. The essence of the gospel is this. The essence of the gospel is the glory of the great things that you and I were dead in our sins. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 3, verse 7 and 8. The Bible says that Jesus Christ came to earth. He was God and man, 100% man, 100% God. A perfect, sinless God that never did anything that was wrong. And then Jesus did a few things. He died on the cross for our sins. And then he saved the eyes. The Bible says that Jesus died on the cross. He took all sins and put it on himself. And he took his righteousness, his perfection, and he gave it to us. Second Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21 says this, For God has made him Jesus Christ to be sin for us. Who? That's not what Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ didn't know and he said, Why? That we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Him living his sins to have Jesus took our sinfulness and gave us his righteousness. So now when we accept Jesus Christ as our personal Savior and we become a blessed connected to the vine, the Bible says that what happens then is God looks at us and sees us not as a guilty sinner, but it sees us as a saint who is covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. First Peter 1, 18 and 19 says, For as much as you want to be denied Jesus as corruptible things, as horrible and bold from your vain conversations and speaking by tradition from your mind. But this is something well expressed. Right? The the Jesus said he was gratefully engaged. It's the first and foremost reason that he was But not only does the church of Christ and Asia require him to be saved, it's also a signal of how he loves his people. You know, sometimes when we answer them, they think, oh, I'll get up here in about five minutes. And I had one of those moments this morning where I was like, well, I'm going to do it, and I actually don't let it see first, and I'm going to go back to that in there. All right, let's take it to a little bit longer. And I, I see it in five minutes. And I'm like, no, let me let it see you in there. All right, so the individual that cares with me, they have been scattered in Christ. They have been scattered in Christ. This, this thing that they said. Jesus said, I am going to vine, you are the branches. That is an incredible statement of identity. Both Jesus' identity and our identity. Jesus said, I am. If you're familiar with that I am language in Scripture, it goes all the way back through Moses' prophet in the wilderness, and God says, I am who I am. There's another place in John where Jesus says, I am. And they pick up stones to stone him up. But they understood that when Jesus said, I am, he was pointing to the God. This is an incredible statement of identity on the part of Jesus Christ. But in defining Jesus' identity, he also defined it. Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. And we're the branches. We're the branches. He's done that. And you and I are saved in Christ and in Jesus Christ. In Christ, All of our joy comes from Christ. Our life is dependent on Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. 
Lord had a one day food? Do you want to be joyful? Do you want to love the brothers? I hear all of them say, yes. Sign me up. So why do we struggle with this? Why do we struggle with abiding in Christ?
But now we're doing it again where it says, Bumpy, all you that are here and how you live and say, My wealth is easy and my boldness is light. But the problem is we move from grace to work and we get saved by grace. But then we walk around and say, Now I've got to make God happy with you. Listen, you can't make God happy with you. He's already saved if you based on the cross work of Jesus Christ. Your Christian life, if you desire to be fruit, is born out of the desire to make God happy, then it's misplaced. Because Jesus says, without me, you can do that. Because after salvation, you step out of it, you look at that. This is what we say down there. You step out of it, you look at it, and you say, I'm going to have to go and do that. You step on that road to that discipline and suffering. I'm going to get six back every minute to do that. I'm going to get six back every minute to do that. Right? Because that's what it is. You want discipline and you want self-efforts. And sometimes you can't step up on that and pay to find the better you do. And that day where you can see work out and get up at 6 o'clock in the morning and you do your three chapters, you feel great. But I'm one where you're not feeling well and you want to sit down and all of a sudden you don't get the Bible that you've done. All of a sudden you feel shitty, you feel it, and you don't feel great. You're off. You can climb up the ladder because you're never ending, hopeless journey. And you're working, and you're working, and you're working, and you're working, and you're wondering why you're never satisfied with Christ because He promised us an abundant life that you don't feel like you have, even though you're working to get The ladder's not getting up and feel better about our journey because it's just as you're thinking, I can make God happy with you.
of a Christian who are unchurched are more likely to agree with all those that they can trust in Jesus Christ. That's the directly contrary to the teaching of that person. You know why? You know why? Because you can't trust the church. That's the truth. For the blessed church, we can trust in the Lord's family and church without giving to us our Thank you. 
the truth is going to be all about the truth. It's not going to be the truth. It's not going to be the truth. It's not going to be the Oh, 
Thank you. 